Whether it's for work or play, we rely on home internet so much these days. Being connected and staying connected has never been more important. So if you want reliable internet bought you at speed, switch to Aussie Broadband. It only takes a few minutes to sign up and their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Find out more at aussiebroadband.com.au. T's and C's apply. Hey guys, welcome back to Dylan Friends. This week on the pod, really special episode, one that we really, yeah, really incredibly special. We have uh, young Will Murray. Um, he's one of our friends at the studio. He's been coming and doing a bit of work with us, loved his time, and uh, he put his hand up. He said, I want to come on the show and, and tell my story, which was um, which is really cool. So to give context of Will, it's actually Emma Murray's son, one of our favorites uh, here at Dylan Friends who... We've had the pleasure of having on the show multiple times and, and we will have her on the show uh, multiple times again. But through that, developed a really cool relationship with Will who um, is coming in doing a bit of production work with us and um, yeah, really enjoying his, his company. He's a very funny man, very cheeky guy. But yeah, Will Will's story is pretty incredible. As I said, he hasn't really been too public with his story, but unfortunately at a young age, he was involved in a really serious accident and uh, was as damaged his spinal cord and left him um, in a wheelchair. And yeah, it's a pretty traumatic story that him and his family have been through. And he shared that and shared what he'd sort of learned from the situation, what he's still sort of learning today and was just really upfront and honest about the whole thing. And it's been, um, yeah, it was really cool to sit down with him and, and um, have a chat about it and I can't appreciate uh, his openness and honesty enough for something that would have been really tough but I think um, you know he really enjoyed doing it and wants to be able to help educate people on on these things and and obviously help tell his story a little bit because he, he hasn't actually told it before and or, or spoken to even his family about it so um, yeah it's a really brave thing to do but really appreciate it so I hope you enjoy the show. Hi fam it's Dylan's mum Deborah. This is Dylan Friends. He's like, you can embarrass yourself. And I was like, bro, do you want me to do all seven verses? Bit arrogant. Didn't know all yeah. seven. So I've been in a bad team for 10 years and we got a chance to do something pretty special this year. All you can do is put your hand up and say you're wrong. Banter is a way that guys connect, a way that we can kind of play it safe with someone until we get to know them. I try to fix people sometimes. I'm like, Dan, stop doing that. Just listen. And you stack on top of that the habit of not taking your phone when you take your dog. It's easy. They had no other way to get out of the cave and we either turn our backs on them, in which case they're going to die, or we give this crazy idea a go. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Hey, Will, how are you, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? Yeah, good, man. You're pretty good at this podcasting thing these days. Oh, you know, comes naturally. <laughs> nah. What's nah. happening? How's the weekend? Oh, it was actually tame for the first time in a while. Didn't go to the ESPY. You didn't go to the ESPY this no, weekend? No, I didn't. Jeez, they would have been down on their drink sales. Yeah, well, I had to be fresh for today, so... Mm. That wouldn't have done me any good. I love um, that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, how are you, my friend? Good to see you. Yeah, good, bro. I'm good. Just um, cruising. Cruising along. As usual. Yeah, good. We, um, we're friends. Are we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Good enough. <laughs> to give give context as well of our um, incredible friendship, you started coming in maybe, what do we, we would say, maybe eight weeks ago? Yeah, I'd say two maybe months. two months ago. Mm. So coming in, getting a bit of experience in the podcast world, yep. doing a bit of stuff. And you sat in on a few episodes. I think you listened to Dave Asprey's episode a few times. Yeah, probably about three now. You listened to that Four. one three times, yeah. but none other ones. You've not. You haven't listened to one other one besides Dave Asprey. No, I like to learn them word for word. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. That's <laughs> super weird. Um, no, I watched and, a Dylan Alcott one. Oh, you watched a Dylan Alcott? That's a new favourite. What do you think of that? Out of the two I've watched. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, big fan. Have you met him? I haven't yet, no. I've texted him a few times, Yeah, but haven't met him yet. So. Yeah. Unbelievable guy. Yeah, I'm keen to meet him. Mate is a star. Mum's met him a few times, so yeah. well, quite a lot. 
I've heard good things. No, he's a, he's a champion. I'm sure you'll cross paths very soon. Mm. Hey, to give context of um, of you and who you are, Will Murray, uh, Emma Murray's son. So Emma Murray is your mother. Yes. I used to hate this as well, like when people would always refer me as Jim Buckley's son. Does that annoy you? Oh, because no, I, I like to think now that he's my dad. Mum's got some. I got some pretty big shoes to fill with mum. So yeah, get there. Maybe I kill this podcast. We can start referring to. I'm sure you will. My mum. Yeah. I'm sure you will. And yeah. give us um, give us a bit about you, your situation, and, and what we're going to talk about today. Because I think today's a big one, man. Like you started coming, as I said, you're doing some experience without telling your story yourself. And, and just briefly, like, you know, you're, you're in a wheelchair mm. and you've never spoken to anyone about sort of your life, um, your story to this date. And not publicly. Not no, publicly. Not. Yeah. So like to come in, I didn't actually think I even asked you on the show. I think you just demanded to come on. Oh, which, which I liked. I think we were, I really liked, but I, oh, it hang was. On. No, we were, <laughs> I saw you had me down <laughs> as the stories we wanted. So I'm like, fine, I'll help him out. It'll be all right. <laughs> Give us a bit about yourself. What we like um, as a kid growing up. How many brothers and sisters? Where'd you grow up? Melbourne um, boy, Sandringham boy. Oh, I'm a Sandringham Bayside. boy. Moved there, a f- moved around there a few times, but not out of Sandringham. I'm moving to Hampton next year though. So big move, one suburb <laughs> over. Um, but uh, yeah, so Sandy Boy lived uh, with a family of, geez, how big is it now? Six? Six, yeah. Mm. So two, little brother, little sister, older sister. So always madness in the house. Being to school there, every, I'm very local. And yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I like, I like it down there. It's very quiet. It is. It's one of those, I, I think I've said this multiple times and I've got nothing against uh South side of base, I love it. Mm. It's just not my neck of the woods, so I don't think we ever would have crossed paths really. We sort of meet in the middle. Where are you now? You're on north side, yeah. There's a yeah. bit of a conflict thing. Well, it's just different base side, different north people, side. Yeah. yeah. Different people. What were you interested growing up? I know you're a very humble man. Oh, yeah, not really, but um, I've actually been speaking to your, your old man, your mum, who is a really good friend of mine, and obviously, really somewhat familiar with your story of just mm. publicly of public um, knowledge, but in, in terms of playing footy and and sport growing up. Um, I've actually seen some highlight tapes as well this morning that would oh. rival, would nearly rival mine, I reckon. I reckon we should, yeah, can we put them up neck and neck? We will put them up neck and neck and, and see which one was, I reckon up, you're bigger than me. Let's have a poll. Oh, yeah. not hard, like <laughs> different, different builds, but um, yeah, loved, loved sport. Yeah. Always had some footy or basketball in hand. Blame, was playing footy, that was probably the first sport I took up yep. with dad. Um, would be kicking the footy in the backyard since I was like four, three or four. That was always a favourite. Did BMX a lot as a kid. Now, where'd that one come from? I don't know, really. Like racing or like, I don't really like know. skate parks or nah, racing? So like BMX, have you seen the Olympic one? Yeah, like, like over race, the, over yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. hectic jumps yeah. and all that. Yeah, um, I don't I don't really know how you get into that. Dad obviously likes to cycle, but I don't know. It was a weird one, but I loved it. Did that for a few years. It got to a point where I had to pick between that and footy, and so I just picked footy because you don't BMX is not much. You do a lot of travelling for like five, six minutes of actual bike riding in a whole, whole night. So footy was definitely the one for me. Um, picked up basketball for a few years, and then again I had to pick footy over that. So yeah, footy was definitely the the main one. Played for Vic um, under twelves, so got a lot of close mates that have now now playing um afl um i don't know if you've had any on here who are they um will phillips tanner Bruin. who else is there archie perkins one of my best mates 
he he wasn't in the Vic team though. I think it was emergency for that team. Um, I've grown up. I grew up with Archie. We were neighbours only up until last year. There you go. Now that he's moved out, but yeah, nah, footy and those boys. Yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty cool sport. Footy, the pretty small community when you think about it. It is, man, and the friends you make through it are, are mm. like lifelong. I look back through all my stuff, and like the guys that I still hang out with the most are guys that I played not even AFL with, but more like junior football. Yeah, it's such a big like a big time of your life where you're like really meeting a lot of your good friends. Yeah, I think that's what it's best for. I don't really miss the footy part of it so mm. much anymore. I've kind of gotten over that. Definitely the friends that you the get community from community factor, it's, yeah, um, change rooms. and That's the stuff you don't really, you don't lose. So definitely one on that side of it. It was yeah. good, yeah. We'll get through uh, into your story today and definitely, you know, what you've what you've been through, what you're going through now and how, um, and goals and everything for the future and all the progress that you've made um, mm. in that space. But where do you sit at the moment with, with that part of your life like is that been sort of challenging part to not be playing footy and the love of the sport that you do anymore yeah it was it gets easier yeah but it, you know it comes and goes because you know your footy's everywhere so like there's always going to be a time where you're watching like fuck it'd be all right to be out there or um stuff like that and especially when your friends that you grew up with you know when they get drafted and stuff you're like mm. oh wouldn't mind being there with them and all that. But, um, you know, as soon as you learn to, like I said, I, I'm much happier now that I've learned that, you know, there were bigger things to come out of it than just playing. Yeah. It does make it a lot easier. But, I mean, that it'll never really go away. Like, I, you know, I played sports so much, I always have that that um, fire to go and, you know, compete and stuff. But... It's not as bad as it used to be, especially because um, when I had my accident, I was 13. So that's when you're really stepping stepping up in in footy, especially that's when it starts to get serious. Mm. So, I, you know, I always heard that I didn't get to keep going, but I don't know. As soon as you get over that hump and realise that there's more to it, then, you know, it's uh, a lot easier to not, not worry about too much. 100%. Talk us, um, maybe to, to give to give context and then we can go on with the rest of your story. I think it'd be cool to um, talk about the incident itself. Like what was the, do you remember the day? Like what was going on? Do you have much memory of, of everything? Uh, the day itself is pretty patchy. That probably because I hit my head pretty bad. Mm. So yeah, so I um, was at the, at the beach with some mates, jumped, dove head first off the pier, blacked out for a second woke back up face down underwater that was yeah that was pretty interesting that those few seconds felt like bloody five hours being underwater trying to trying to roll over couldn't i was a bit confused and then some some guy came in and got me out so props to him but yeah it's all patchy you kind of got like little screenshots in my head of it kind of waking back up on the beach and then don't really remember anything after that in the ambo, ambo for about one second mm. and then i was taking a hospital straight into surgery so um like the only thing i remember before that i was i think i was begging mum to give me water before the surgery but they wouldn't let me drink water and i'd taken on a lot of um salt water i was swallowing the water when i was face down because in my head i was gonna drink the whole ocean before i'd 
run out of it, run out of air. So that was um, not my smartest decision. Mm. And then, yeah, I was in a coma for a few days after that. And then I just remember waking – my first day I remember is my birthday. So it happened the week before my birthday, one week exactly before my birthday. So, I've again, I only remember little glimpses of after the coma. It was a pretty rough week because after swallowing all that water, it gave me bad pneumonia. Oh, fuck. And because of – my injury i couldn't my diaphragm wasn't working properly so so i couldn't breathe properly and i couldn't cough anything cough anything up so i just had all this water sitting in my lungs which would was actually probably the worst out of everything and then after a few nights of fighting that finally got over that and then yeah i remember my birthday all right because all my that's when the first time i saw my friends um or i think i saw them that's like I think a few of them visited me while I was out cold. It was a that was a tough week, um, and then and then obviously the few days after that, after my birthday, and then coming to terms with everything that was pretty tough. Yeah, but um, it actually wasn't as bad in the first few days because I didn't really know what was going on. So when they told me what had happened, I didn't really believe it. I didn't. I didn't really take it on board. I was like, oh, you know, it'll be like anything. The doctors just tell you how, like, the worst of it and you, it's always better than it is. And then it kind of sunk in a bit after how serious the next few weeks were. Going back, sorry, before, yeah. we, before we get there, going back just to the moment at the beach. Yeah, yeah. So you're with your mates? Yep. So I was with, um, I think I was with three of my mates. Three of your mates. Yeah. So you jump off. Hit your head on the ground. Mm. How long do you think you were underwater for? I don't. So my mate dove off. I dove off straight after him, but I duck dived. That he didn't. Um, hit my head. I definitely blacked out. Not sure how long. And I woke up. I remember just. I remember just like seeing how clear the water was. It was like, you take like, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I've, I'm, I've obviously seen my head. I'm like, oh, I'll flip back over and get out. And then I try to twist myself over and nothing was happening. And I tried again and again. I'm like, oh, shit, that's not, not too good. Mm. And the guy that actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but the guy that saved you, you've never actually seen him again. Yeah, so. You yeah. was a complete stranger. So yeah, so he, I've been, I was under, and then as I said, I started drinking the water because I was, I was literally just trying to breathe underwater, and, you, and I kind of stopped, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna just wait and hope for the best now. And then he, this guy comes and grabs me and flips me over, and he's trying to talk to me, and I'm just yelling, oh, you saved my life, you saved my life, you saved my life, thank you, thank you. And then yeah, took me to the shore, and I've never seen him since. So if he's out there, I would definitely like to. That's unbelievable. Meet up with him. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully if someone's out there today listening yeah, and they know who that was, we'd love to be out of that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Be pretty. Do you um, remember what he looked like? He was bald. I remember that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Unless I was already delusional at that point. But um, yeah, he was bald. Didn't, I didn't, haven't seen him since. Yeah. Unbelievable. And where were you? What, where, whereabouts was it? So um, Half Moon Half Moon Bay. Yep. Down at there. Down at there. Um. Yacht Club, I think it is. That was our spot. 
growing up, we were always jumping off that pier. So it was nothing nothing new to Unusual, us. Unusual, yeah. Uh, it was packed as well. Like hot summer's day, I'd, you know, 50 people on the pier, which probably was a good thing instead of that happening when no one was around. But yeah, half moon. So it was completely nothing new to us. And then, yeah, just... Freak accident. Yeah. Freak accident. When you got to... Um, oh, sorry, and I'll just keep because I you know, want to try and get the story as much as I can. When you got to the hospital, what was like the, the diagnosis or when you first found out exactly what had actually happened physically to your body? Yeah, so actually um, the first thing that they thought had happened... So my, my injury is a... Um, so it's a spinal cord injury. Yeah. And so when I when I hit my head um, on the sandbank, the the my neck broke and the bones that broke then were putting pressure on my spinal cord. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the, the damage in the spinal cord happens. So my that bruised my spinal cord and damaged it a bit, but it didn't it didn't like cut the spinal cord in half, which is called a complete spinal injury mine's incomplete yep but at first in hospital they thought my injury was a complete spinal cord injury so it was a lot scarier than what it ended up being at, at first yeah and what would like for those out there who don't know what's the diff what would be the difference um so with a complete spinal cord injury that means basically most cases or if not all cases there's literally no movement from below the injury site yep. in the body, whereas incomplete, you are, you can get movement back, get movement back, yep. or you don't lose, you don't lose movement in some spots. So being incomplete, I've been able to get a lot, a lot. of that um, movement that I lost on those first few months back. But yeah, so that's the first thing they thought. I don't, I, I was still pretty out of it, so I don't really know how they came to that and how that changed. I'm not really sure. It was that was more would have been having discussions with my parents and stuff. Mm. Yeah, that was a, it was a relief when I f- they changed their mind. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever spoke to your mum and dad about their experience of the situation? I actually haven't really, or at all. I don't, not really, no, because yeah. Yeah, it hasn't really been a moment to sit yeah. back and reflect yet. We, we've spoke, like I suppose, in our time just chatting in the studio when you've been coming in doing work and stuff, and probably should have mentioned this a little bit more at the start, but... You haven't really spoken to many people about this. Like, why today? Why podcast is the first time to, to um, do it? Yeah, well, I haven't actually. I haven't definitely haven't spoken publicly at all about it. Um, to, to this extent, I've really only ever opened up a bit to my closest friends, mm. and even to most of them, it's not really like in full, like in full at all. I don't know. Yeah, as I said to you the other week, it's like I think with this, it's something I'm, I would never fully be ready to do until I just do it. Yeah. And obviously being 13 when it happened, I was definitely way too young to hop straight into talking about stuff and um, trying to share anything that I've learned um, at that age. But now I feel like, you know, I've kind of I'm matured a fair bit. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it. I feel like it's a, a good time to, to start and see where it goes because it's a i don't know it's a it's a it's a unique story so i've definitely come to terms that it's something that some people might want to hear so i feel like you know 
with my best mate across the room. <laughs> it's not a bad, not a bad place to start. <laughs> no, I'm on it, mate. I really am. It's um, it's incredible that you uh, you feel comfortable enough with us and Darcy and Sam to to sit down and do it. And I just wanted to make a point that we don't, we definitely don't take that for granted today. And hopefully we can um, yeah, we can do the story justice. And I know for you today from chatting, it's just a, it's a starting point. Mm. Um, I know you can't see it yet, but um, the amount of impact that you can have on people um, and, are, and are already having on people mm. but might not even know it yet is is immensible. So um, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to keep going. And then again, this today, like this isn't meant to be a, a glossy chat. Like it's yeah. not well um, – we haven't, you know, we put this through, you, you put a lot of this run sheet down together because we were coming in and we're like, let's do the show, let's have a chat. And then I was like, you know, fuck, maybe let's get you to put your own run sheet together. Let's get you to put down your story and we'll just get through it how we can because it is, it's hard for both of us. Today. Yeah. Like it's something that I've, we've both never really done before. So yeah, it's going to be a bit all over the shop, but um, I'm really excited to just get through and, and get through whatever we can with it. Yeah, same, man. I think I'm... I'm learning a fair bit as well. 100%. I won't the last. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when you were saying before as well about you had found out about the compression, so the, the bruising of the spinal cord, so mm. you found out, okay, there's some good news in that case. Um, you wake up, you're coming out of your coma, a few of your friends are around. I can imagine that time would have been a bit hectic. Um, yeah, it was a bit of – um. And sorry, just realising as well, like at that time – it. This was a massive, not just in your friendship, but like a, a massive news story, like all over the world. Like you had people reaching out from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, oh, it blew up a fair bit actually. It, um, it, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just kind of trying to, you know, come to terms with stuff, and um, started getting messages from like, who did I get on my birthday? There was Steph a, Curry. Ste- me- Steph Curry. So I think so. Luke Darcy was over there for um the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Not sure exactly what he was doing, but he was obviously doing some media stuff. And then he ran into Steph Curry, got him to send a message. And then after the game, he's somehow gotten into the locker room of the Denver Broncos. And I'm a, I'm a mad NFL fan. And so he's gotten Peyton. So these guys just won the Super Bowl. He's gotten Peyton Manning and Von Miller, who's just won the, like the, like the Norm Smith of the NFL. Wow. And they've sent messages and, you know, um, yeah, Von Miller's is like, like hectic American, like six foot seven <laughs> um, linebacker, just this massive, like, you know, G up message. It was pretty cool. I think there was a tweet from Shaq and then, yeah, obviously a heap of um, guys in the footy world were sending, sending their love. So that was, that was good. That was very uplifting. Not long after, there was something at the hospital where they were coming in, and so a few of them came and visited. A few of the, a lot of the Richmond boys came in, the Essendon boys. Um, Brennan Goddard asked me to run out with him on his three hundredth. Huge. That was um that was pretty spectacular. That was one of the cooler moments of it all. But yeah, that was um that was a bit of light for the whole those few weeks. Um, I don't really know. I reckon it would be different if that I wasn't, wasn't getting case, that much yeah. um, support. And then obviously my friends, that, that that was a different story. Them, they're, um, they were actually there every day pretty much. I think they had to put a limit on um, how many visits I could have mm. at some point. I think your mum was saying nearly like the school was shuttling kids out. It, it was, yeah, it was absurd. They were like, yeah, they were, the, they were first ones in. And then when all that, the hype kind of, 
uh, slowed down a bit. They were the ones still coming. Yeah, which was um, which was good. Mm. Um, yeah. If you're happy to go into it, I know that even from experience in any sort of like adversity that you face, like always the first like week or two is it's there's a lot there and there's a lot of people that are supporting and and, and want to show their best. But then the, the hardest part maybe of like I don't want to say. The hardest part of adversity is probably like the next period, that like bit where things do slow down and you start to become more just like you, your mates and your family and it gets a bit more narrow focused. Was there a time like that where it started to sink in more for um, just yourself? Yeah, well, so they wanted me in, They wanted me to stay in the hospital. So after I, I was in IC, I was in the coma then in um, ICU, they're in their intensive care unit. Yeah. That's where I had my birthday and I was there for oh, two weeks maybe. That was the easily the shittest part of it all. Yeah. But that was all a massive blur to me. Then they moved me down to one of their wards. That's when it kind of started to get like, all right, now you got to like start learning how to live with this. And they wanted me to stay in the hospital, I think, for nine, nine to 12 months. Not sure why. I think that's just their usual protocol with – a spinal cord injury. A long time. Yeah, it is. How long did you do? We did three months. So that's the, I think that's the quickest ever someone with a spinal injury has gotten out of that hospital. I think this says it pretty stubborn, uh, pretty clearly in that, but you're a pretty stubborn motherfucker. <laughs> like even the fact of now, not to jump in, but you have not really followed a trend of a normal injury the whole time. Yeah, since the get-go, we haven't really followed... A traditional path. Yeah the, yeah, the traditional path that they want you to follow starting in the hospital. So they're in hospital, their their aim is to teach you how to live with an injury, with mm. like what it is. They want to, they teach you that. They want you in there for so long. So once you're out, you can just live with the um, the injury forever and you can um, just go on about life with the injury straight away. We're like, fuck that. Like, And mum drove that the most probably i think mum nearly got kicked out of the hospital like three times like there's a thing called a code gray in the hospital it's basically when some someone's going psycho they threatened mum a few times with that that we're going to call a code gray on you which is pretty funny <laughs> what was she doing she's in the in my room in the room just like the like going off it now the nurses they were lovely people like of course nothing against them they're just doing their job but mum you know being Mum obviously was never satisfied with anything, so she was just going, getting a bit, uh, a bit um, up and about, and yeah, just started yelling at the wrong people, and um, yeah, they threatened her with that. That was that was good. Actually, I hated it. I was just looking out the window the other way, trying to ignore <laughs> it. Um, but now, now it's funny. As soon as I, t- we started. Well, they started with me to try and teach me the whole ways of living with it. Mm. I just fucked up. Like, would spend here as absolutely minimal time as possible. Yeah. And at that stage as well, by the way, so so since, you know, I've met you now and you're a very capable young man, like you get around, you do your thing, you got movement in really well, good movement in your arms, mm. like everything like that. But that wasn't the case. So that this has been like a long journey to get to this stage, yeah. hasn't it? So how were you at that stage, like in the hospital? The, like for the first few weeks, I couldn't even, I couldn't really do anything. I couldn't scratch my my own nose. Couldn't couldn't do any of that. And that was that was the scariest part. Cause I'm, because it's so like 
it's such an unsure injury and every case is different. It's not like you break your arm or you do your knee and they can be like, do this, this and that, wait this long and you'll be fine. It's really just like you've got to find out yourself. So that was a bit daunting, not being able to be told like what the fuck's going on and how long I have to wait for anything. And then the rehab at the hospital isn't like – so I've just, I've just like grown up playing hectic sport and, you know, vigorous sport and then the rehab in the hospital that they're throwing me into is doing like just move your arm like five times a day or some shit like that. So, so for someone that was as capable yeah. as you to then doing that, that must – It was frustrating yeah. and very demotivating like – you'd rather just do nothing because you get absolutely nothing out of it. So that was the hardest part of the whole hospital experience. There was nothing really like, there, yeah, there was, there was nothing. Like I wasn't looking forward to anything, nothing like to get me through a day. It was just lie there and wait. So as soon as we decided to come out after three months, that was probably, well, that was the best decision we made. Yeah. Because as soon as we got out, we could just jump straight and doing what we wanted to do. Mm. Because as it's so hit and miss, like we're just like, well, we're probably better off doing trying to f find out ourselves what which path to go down. So yeah, we got out of hospital after three months and moved into our grandparents' house because we were reno renovating our house in Sandy and fortunate enough our grandparents at the time lived in Sandringham mm -hmm. as well mum's mum and dad the unfortunate part was that it was a house made for two people not for eight and so I lived in my grandparents living room for two years because our house got kept getting delayed so that was a very character building experience for mm -hmm. everyone in the family but it was much better than the hospital so definitely grateful that we could do it do it there instead of having to wait and you know it was fun every now and then with eight people in the house there's always always some sort of noise i can imagine yeah thousands of aussies trust aussie broadband to keep them connected to the world even when they're on the go because as well as reliable home internet aussie broadband also offers flexible mobile plans with super generous data allowances and no locking contracts their 100 australian-based support team are ready to help you make the switch it only takes a few minutes aussie broadband the actual aussie way search aussie broadband mobile to find out more t's and c's apply how many years now is the official is it we're coming up to seven seven years yeah from the incident to where you are now, how could you, how would you like describe that trajectory? Has it been a linear path? Has it, has it been ups and downs? Uh, yeah, definitely an up and down one. Yeah. Because there's no end point, end point yet. It's been, it, 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 it's always just been up and down. Like um, there's always something new to learn and there's always... A challenge to come, overcome it's gotten a lot easier than what it was at the start because we've learned so much so when we've 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 overcome the hardest parts what are the hardest parts just kind of figuring it like kind of learning everything about the whole like the whole world of spinal cord injury yeah and then once you kind of once you kind of like find your feet there a bit you can kind of go off we, we just went off and did our own thing 
took our own path with rehab. So, you know, we just got – we got a specialist come from the States to kind of teach. Uh, we got a few PTs in uh, just to teach them a few like of like the um, ba- like basic rehab stuff in spinal cord injury. And then we just got took what we learned from them and then went off and kind of mixed and matched and did our own thing with that. Mm. And did that for a few years, but I still wasn't in. I still it still wasn't like pushing me hard enough. I didn't feel I wasn't I wasn't coming out of it of a rehab session. Being like, oh, I want to go and do that again. So we kind of ramped it up a bit and kind of took a whole new approach. We did like a gym approach where the kind of went down the PT's path, and we just kept that, those um the basics involved, like the stuff that we had to get done, just to keep me healthy and stuff. And then just turn it really into just like doing normal gym. Mm. So that was a big change for me. And that's probably um, one of the best things we decided to do. And that is what we're still doing now, just staying fit and healthy. But yeah, back to you, back to the whole trajectory of it. It's definitely, it's just, yeah, up and down, like not as many downs anymore. Mm. Like it's definitely gotten a lot easier just because we've, you know, we're a lot more experienced in the whole situation and I cope a lot better with it now because I now have those kind of escapes like can go to can go to the gym, can, you know, I can go out with friends freely, a lot more freely now than what I would have used to have to um, be. It was just a lot – doing things was a lot more stressful and harder back then because, yeah. you know – Like going out with mates yeah, and just integrating. Yeah, I was like, – um, was that from a physical point of view or more of just like, were um, you just like questioning yourself physical, going out? Physical, yeah. Uh, that didn't help, but I was very hesitant. I was I was pretty scared for a few years. Yeah. Of like people or what uh, could happen? I wasn't, it wasn't embarrassment. It was more just like almost, it was almost just being too shy to like face the world again. Yeah. Just because of what... Um, you know what my life before was like I, I was very independent i didn't really like to rely on anyone or and now you get thrown into this new life of you can't do anything without the help of another person yeah so i didn't like the i didn't like the fact that i'd have to be out and i'd always have to make sure someone else was keeping tabs on me but my friends were really good with that they were really understanding without me even knowing they kind of just like took the approach of um uh, like they could have taken the approach of oh we're gonna like treat him like what's happened's happened and we're gonna you know look after him like his little kid like no they, they didn't do that they they were like oh it's still still will like who the fuck like it almost annoyed me a bit they'd push me they pushed me pretty hard that's good yeah and uh, looking now like is that something that for you has been a big one just like people just treating you as normal as possible yeah there's always gonna be people who don't really know how to how to how to approach you yeah which is so fair enough like it's just it's just a normal thing like you don't really if you don't know someone you don't know how they how they want to be treated but um my friends they knew how i would have wanted it without me knowing so definitely my closest mates you know they're always like if i didn't want to come out they'd be like nah you're coming you don't have a choice and all you know and if we were out and i was like oh you know i don't want to go do this or that they'd be like no come on like 
all this. It was, it was good. It, like I, back then, I didn't appreciate it, but now I definitely do. Because yeah. it wasn't for what they did then, I wouldn't be able to do the stuff I do on my own now. Yeah, just because they gave me that confidence and stuff that without their help, I would never have found. So that was um, that was that was a lot. That was a lot of help from them. That was a big part of moving forward. But yeah, there'll always be people that you know, you know, they treat you like like you need the help, which is fine. You know, if you just teach them how you want to, how you want them to, to treat you, and they'll they'll learn quick enough that that's not the way like you want them to treat you. So yeah, can I ask this? Has there been a part, um, and I'd be surprised if there wasn't, and it'd be interesting to your take over the whole journey where early days you just sat back and you're like, why, why me? Like, why, why did this happen? And you can get into that why me mind, that mindset of just thinking yeah. the world's against you. Yeah, definitely. That's probably been the biggest, the biggest hurdle to, I wouldn't say that I've overcome. It's the one that you have to continually like jump over. And I think that's probably one of the best things you can learn about that is for, any, for anyone in any situation, you know, I think if they can f- realize that it's not just one big hump to get over a why me mindset, I think if you realize it's going to keep coming back and I still get it all the time, like like heaps. It's a tough one because sometimes it it can hit you harder than it, what it did the time, the day before, or the week before. But, you know, sometimes I, I don't know, I find, you know, if you just maybe one day – to get over it, you just got to, you know, look back at what you had and then look at what you got now. And, you know, sometimes you'll be like, fuck, like. Look how far I've come. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll dwell on it and be like, oh, I had it all and now I don't. But then if you if you can learn to, if you can learn to find the things that you've got now in any situation and not compare it with the situation before, then it's pretty easy to get out of that mindset quickly. So basically, if you just, I just find that if I can appreciate the stuff I've got now, like, you know, my friends, family, all that, the opportunities I've had, like, look, I'm on the fucking Dylan friends. But no, if you can appreciate those the stuff you get to do now and um, that you've even got from the situation you're in, then it's not it's not overly the worst thing to happen, the, the whole why me thing, because, you know, you can keep, and keep finding new stuff that you can be grateful for. Hundred percent. Um, so that's definitely. It's, it's it's yeah it's up and down that one. Yeah, it's not it's not a fun mindset to have to go through, but um, you can learn a lot about yourself if you can um, find the gaps in it and learn learn to appreciate those small things. You've mentioned your friends and your family um, being the two you know biggest supports of of that and helping you through the whole process like have you found anything over the over the period um recently or in the past it's been like the biggest help for you like what helps you the most be your best sense of self like is do you you know obviously your mum's one of the best performance mindset coaches in australia i know yeah. you, you you don't do a lot of that at home. No, I don't. Um, I don't with mum. <laughs> when it's when you're getting the same dish served, maybe you don't enjoy it as much as I do. But you know, obviously, I enjoy her stuff a lot. Is yeah. that something that you've done, or any bits no, and pieces like that? I haven't done it with mum, but mum's obviously got good connections in that world. Yep. So I've definitely done um, some similar stuff with some yep. other people. One of mum's friends, I started doing um, some 
meditation, a lot of meditation work. Mm. Um, what was this back in 20, 2017? Got really into that. I actually, for that year, did it a lot with Dusty Martin. Um, Dusty? Because at that time, he was seeing mum a lot because um, mum was working at Richmond and he was always around. And then uh, we just crossed paths one time and decided to start meditating together. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we just um yeah for that for that year of 2017, which I think was his that big killer year, he best had, year yet. Yeah, um, we every week we were um meditating together, yeah. just at home, which was it's pretty cool. He's a he's a real good guy. He's a much different guy to what you see him as on what they make him out to be on TV. It's awesome. And what he is in the footy field. What were you doing? Like, what exactly were you doing? Like, were you... Um, who was the coach? I don't even know how to explain what profession it is. I, it's just meditation, but, yeah, we, you know, it was just... um, We just changed it up every week to kind of what we, like... Whatever you were doing at we that needed. week, yeah. It's like, sometimes, you know, a place to be calm and relax um, or, you know, to, to zone in on something that, you know, wanted to to get done over the next the, the coming like a bit of visualization with mom for just a bit of everything yeah it was, was needed it was it was more instead of it being a task for us to do it was more of a tool we could use yeah to get stuff done um, for what we needed did he give you his norm smith he did at the after that granny um that was pretty cool i think there's a pretty cool photo of him coming down the race after they just won and he runs over through a pack of people and gives a big hug. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, in the rooms just after he gave me the Norm Smith, I think I held on to it for four or five months after that. It's pretty funny. I think yeah, he just gave me the Norm and just ran off to what, whatever he was doing in that off season. I was thinking, I didn't know if he wanted me to keep it or not, <laughs> but I could. I definitely couldn't. So I gave that one back to him. But um. <laughs> That, he's got a few surely you could, he's given yeah, you one K one but um yeah it was pretty cool just having it you know one of the best play, players of all time having his Norm Smith in my in my room for half a year that's unbelievable you're you're friends with a few big dogs and um obviously uh, one of Australia's icons the late Shane Warne as well did I know he did some incredible gestures for you and the fam Shane was a massive part of everything for really me and the family from very early on how did that come about i didn't i don't know if mum had much connection with him at the time i know that my dad's decent he's really close with shane's brother yep um but i'm uh, one of my best friends is shane's youngest daughter summer yep and we've been super close since i was in year five or six so whatever the connection was he had his foundation after my accident he's found that he was closing or stopping his his foundation so he just gave all the money that they had left in it to me Fuck. which i'm not exactly sure how much it was but it was a lot of money um for just everything needed just every, yeah. whatever we needed it for so that was a game changer for me that's fucking huge yeah massive did you meet obviously you met him and so i met him in hospital very early on and then he visited me once when i was back at my grandparents house and after that i 
there was multiple occasions where I was meant to go hang out with Summer and our friends and I was so keen to see him, but it all, always blew over. Mm. So, yeah, it was very tough that I didn't, didn't we didn't get to catch up much recently. Yeah. Because I, I definitely would have loved for him to see how far I've come. I've come in the last, especially the last few years because, yeah, I was in a in a rough spot when he came visit me at home. So didn't really feel like much of a – it would have been nice for him to see what – that what he did for me has definitely paid off. It's awesome, man. But um, yeah, massive props to Shane and yeah, shout out to Summer and the and the fam. They're they're awesome. It's actually her birthday of the week. That was a lot of fun. Espy, no runner, <laughs> runner run market crown. Oh, bit of a step wow. up from the Espy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was um, that was good. That was good fun. Yeah, are but, you allowed to go to other venues or yeah, they Espy allow you to party at other places. Um, yeah, I think. Somewhere in the contract. Yeah. It says yeah. I can um, go off. Yeah. Every for, now and then. For, yeah. For only 21st at Crown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. But they're, they're awesome. Summer's awesome. Can't thank them enough. And multiple people. And they know who they are. Because I couldn't, couldn't bear them out without hundreds of or thousands of people. And it's been as small as just a little message or, or a $1 one dollar coin or 100%. being by my side every day. If there's a message out there for now, I know you can't speak of anyone, everyone, but personally to you in your circumstance, there's a if there's a query or anything for someone out there today to go like how to best approach you or to talk to you in terms of like to make you just feel the best, what would that be? Would just be normal. Yeah, just you know, well, I mean, it's like how would you approach anyone? Like exactly, you don't know anything about them. I don't know. The only thing you can really tell about me before you see me is something been through something. But you know, everything starts with a hey or a hello. How you going? Don't need to jump into anything mm. like you would with anyone. But you know, people people like to find out. Well, most people when they talk to me, they like to you know ask about my story, and you know I, I like it because I, I feel like I can be eye opening to them. And mm. usually, most of the time, you it leads to them telling them something about themselves that you learn something about them so really? it's, it's um it's pretty cool but yeah just you know be yourself and you'll you'll learn a thing or two about someone i found the biggest thing for me was routine yeah getting into a routine was very a big step for me because those first few years there was so much going on i was all over the place you know appointments seeing doctors new rehab to do new rehab to try new people to meet that want to help you it was just all over the shot and then the last few years i've been able to get into a pretty solid pretty solid schedule with rehab and all that and it gives me a lot more time to to see my friends to hang out with my family um to go and do just to do whatever mm-hmm. i don't know yeah my friends have always been a really good escape for me um from the start because no matter what no matter what appointment i was at no matter what schedule i had on when it was all over the place, I well, I could always just resort back to seeing them and hanging out with them. That'll always be a massive um break for me. It's being out of it's like a bit of a just to get away from everything. I don't know, it's I'd say routine, like yeah. That's what I found. Mm. And it doesn't I suppose like for that question, it's like I'm still trying to work that out for myself. Yeah. Let alone anyone. Like I'm still trying to work out what's best for me. 
Yeah, I think, think I think that's the beauty of it. Like you can get you can get comfortable for a little bit. Yeah, and you try something new and you find that works better. So I don't know. I just keep my I don't know. Stay open to trying stuff. Yeah. What's um your current situation at the moment? I know you're doing a lot of training, a lot of PT, getting strong, mm. getting a lot of movement back. Like we're obviously coming in here every couple of weeks to do some work. Yeah, I've actually had to pull you up a few times. You first week, I reckon you sat at you didn't do much. You're a pretty lazy worker, but you've gotten a lot better. You've gotten a lot better on the laptop, especially. It's really about the environment you put in <laughs> to be successful. You know, yeah. so it, I yeah. could pull you up. Yeah, but, you could, but I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, um, I'll take I'll take the blame. What's um what do you what do you want to do? Like, what's your what's your goals going forward? Do you know what that is yet? Like, I feel like I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like there is something that you do want to tell your story. You want to it's, be um, able to help. It's a that's a weird one because the whole situation doesn't have a end point. Yeah, I've always got to juggle what I want to do versus improving with that. Yeah, now I could just completely throw it all away and then go and chase a dream, like try, chase a job or something that I want to do. But I, that's not what. I want to do, I want to, no matter what, I'm always going to be rehab, fitness, like health first. So if that is go hard for the next year or if that's go hard for the next 10 years, I don't I don't know. But that'll always be my priority number one. So priority number one is improving as just, much as possible yeah, every just day. Con- just continue, just, yeah, just going as far as I need to go. To give to the um, listeners, friends or family, anyone listening to this context, from when the injury first happened, we spoke earlier, to where you are now with movement, what's like the jump of scale? So you said before, like moving a move, five centimetres. Like literally any movement, the first. Yep. F- probably, well, in hospital, the first, which was those first three months, anything was like yeah, like incredible. Like we, we would just be shocked that it happened. So like the first thing I did was I think my thumb moved a little bit. I moved my thumb a tiny bit. Like that was huge, and so that 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 gives you a insight on that. And then to now, I'm in the gym, you know, lif- lifting lifting fairly heavy weights and doing. I'm boxing. Hey, I love I love boxing. That's fun. I got a few mates that are into it that train me a bit. Yeah, just like your normal normal gym session, doing like you know sled pulls with like fifty to hundred kilos. Mm. Um, so massive improvements. Huge. And ever since I kind of hopped into that whole more like a regular gym scene, that's kind of where I started to flourish a bit more just because it was definitely more set up for me. I was a lot happier, a lot more more motivated to go and actually do it. So that's where it started getting a lot easier to see improvement. But, yeah, so now it's, it's not really – yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely a lot different. Back then it was about getting as much movement as possible. Now it's staying fit and healthy. But, yeah. Um, as I said, there's no real end point. So it's kind of just, I don't know, next week something new could happen. It's kind of the beauty of it. Just kind of wait and see if you stick at it, um, which I'll, I'm doing and I'll do. 100%. So, so, yeah, I don't know. So I'm not really sure what I want to do. So when, when you from when you first went um hospital, you said you could move like five centimetres to now. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually – it was funny actually because – um, so after my – accident i lost i lost all sensation from my chest down as i said 
it's a very like unknown injury. They can't really tell you if it's going to come back or not. So I was slowly getting some sensation back in my, like I was patching my hands and my arms and on my chest and stuff. And that was coming back. So that was very optimistic. But um, one of my mate's dads who would come and visit, him and his, my mate would come and visit me heaps. He always said like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be the reason he can, you know, feel his feet again. <laughs> like you're just fucking crazy. Anyway, um, it's a bit creepy. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> he'd come, <laughs> he'd come in every, every few days, and he'd come and he'd come and like mess around my toes. Right. And it, was it just you and two? So I, or no, was, no, no, there's other people. It, 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 it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. It was, okay. it was sensible. Okay. Um, but you know, we'd just be in, in my room, just and um, you know, me and my mates would just be um fucking around and he'd just be saying there you know like you know messing with my toes and, and i was like oh, what the fuck are you doing anyway this one time he came comes in and he goes and does it again and i didn't i didn't see him doing it and i'm just like oh like i'm like brian fuck off and he's like oh how do you know i was doing it i'm like oh shit i felt, felt that <laughs> yeah. wow so yeah, the, the his prophecy was right. Wow! So the massaging, the, the, messaging, of the, toes. the messing with my toes was um, it worked. Maybe that. So yeah, so he then continued to come in and fuck with my toes for the next <laughs> for the next three months. Um, that's huge. Yeah, that was funny. That was that was um, it's pretty cool though because mm. definitely didn't didn't probably did you expect didn't it? expect it? Yeah, definitely wasn't told it was going to happen. Wow! So that was um, that was probably the first major. This could be a dumb question as well with that, but do you, to feel so, like say the sensation of feeling something, does that correlate to movement or are they two different things? Can uh, you not feel things and move? Completely it? different. Yeah, right. So one is and so there's motor and sensory. Yep. So So you can not feel a part, but so, also be able to move it versus So in some cases people can get motor back, motor function back, but yep. not sensory. Yeah, right. I remember hearing a story about a guy who like he got his motor back but not his sensory and he went to drive it. He was driving a car. I think he crashed because he couldn't feel it. His foot was pushing down on the brake. Oh, shit. Uh, on the accelerator or something. So, but yeah, so I've got my sensory, I got a lot of sensory back. Still patchy in some spots, but got it. I've got it all, obviously all the way down my feet, which is um, a massive plus. Hmm. But the motor is the one I've got to work for. That's where all the, yeah, all the training all, that's comes all the training in. and yeah. the rehab's for. Yeah, and that's improving. Getting that stuff back and that, it's just, it's just reps. It's just repetition. 100%. Um, I don't know. It's like teaching a baby to crawl again. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fun journey. You, you're often seen at the SP. We've brought, we've brought that up a few nights tonight. And yeah. Now, no, well, look, the question's got to be asked. Um, it doesn't actually, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> I think I, I think this is, this will be a Dylan Alcott special, won't it? Well, we'll ask that he, he sort of says this most talks that he does. Um, and I think it's worth I making it because you're a very stadium. handsome. You're a very handsome man. I appreciate that. Very handsome. Probably up there with the, the most handsome in the with probably me. There's two. <laughs> like we're on par. I reckon. It's a pretty good group in here. Top two. There's got now. There's there's some handsome. There's the wolf. There's the handsome Dars <laughs> and, and us two. You wanted to make clear to me. You said Dylan before the the main. Oh, turn, the main. You said the main the thing of this up, podcast dude. is I. You, people need to know. Yeah, this is the whole point. of the Everything. Podcast. Yeah. Is working, mate, and it actually grew. Full. 
fuck's sake, bro. You said that to me before you came in. Oh, God. I didn't. <laughs> for the people watching, I didn't say that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah everything works. That's fantastic. Mm. Mm. I appreciate, I appreciate it, Dylan. You're <laughs> <laughs> manning me whenever you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's good for you, my friend. And um, single at the moment? Very. Mm. Too busy on rehab. I'm, I'm married to the game of rehab. Yeah, moment. well, that, I don't know about that because you know what's in you? When you get a bit older, like myself and, and maybe Sam, Darcy's still a little bit, you know, he's in that young stage. It's always interesting to see how, I'd like to say how the people are mingling consensually on platforms yeah, well, are communicating. I was I was more of a text message guy, but now it's it's definitely on the you're you always on the messenger. Facebook Messenger, yeah, that's yeah. a that's the big one at the moment. I don't know how that Yeah, I don't it's know. It's been there for a while. I don't even have Facebook anymore. I don't I don't use Facebook that much. Just Messenger. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, always dinging. It's always it, dinging while you're in here. Off, yeah, um, yeah. My question is when are we going to the SP together? Two <laughs> handsome blokes, you know? I don't know if they could handle it. They <laughs> <laughs> could handle it. Maybe us four will have to go up there. You for were there the other week. I was. I saw your sister. Yeah, but went there for. Uh, obviously not with the right intentions. Yeah. You just went there for lunch. And I went there for lunch upstairs early. with family. Yeah, and I'm a sensible young man. I'm, I'm not at the point where I'm going there for nice lunches and leaving. At a, no, um, I drive. There you go. Yeah, I don't drive there. I do drive though. I was going to say yeah. driving. Yeah. So what's the go with that? Funny that actually I've only just started driving the last few months because. When I was 16, got my L's, but they, we got a, you can get cars uh, converted to being hand controlled. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. And so we started getting one of them made. So I was hoping to be driving at around 16, 17 years old, but COVID happened. Mm. So as soon as I get my P's and I'll be able to drive through my own, Dylan. That's I'll be here every day. Though, I mean. Be good, very, very good. But uh, yeah, it came for you to get an elevator in this place because um, for the people that haven't been here, there are forty stairs at the front. There are some stairs, yeah. and we do. But that's actually a really good um, it's actually a good segue into this. It like kind of yeah, it's like ticking off. We just got to like get it fucking done. And I remember when yeah. I was talking to um your mum about this, and she was like, "Oh, you know, will um, would you be keen to have in?" I was like, "Not really." And then, and then she's like, nah, please, if you're doing me a massive favour. I was like, look, because it's for you, I'll do it. <laughs> I was like, no, of course, of course, can't wait. Um, but she was like, oh, this is the situation. I was like, no, like, let's just fucking do it. Like, yeah. get over it. We get two guys at the front, one at the back. We just fucking pump it out. It takes like two it. seconds. It's quick. And for me as well, what's been really cool opener is the fact that having – this that what people might think is a um, deterrent for yeah. things. It's like when Dylan Alcott told the story. I know you listen to the podcast yeah. about the stairs at the party, at the, and he's like, yeah. you know, he's like, everyone's not inviting me to parties. What the fuck's going on? They wanted him there, but they were just too mm. awkward to have the conversation about just picking someone up the stairs. Yeah, no, Whereas, that's, that yeah. kind of um, goes back around to like how good my friends have been for me. Yeah, I used to be re- I used to like, or if I got invited to something or had to go somewhere i would spend hours like take asking people like like the host of saying are there stairs what's accessibility like yeah all this shit i was so paranoid but because of how good my friends were it quickly became a, like didn't even have to ask 
Yeah. I just knew I had them there. I could do absolutely whatever. You make it work. Yeah. It's not going to be per- – sometimes it's not going to be perfect and, and we can get a lot better in that space, especially yeah. here, like with the stairs. Like, yeah, we've got like – we've got – me and mate's got our own funny party story. Yeah. So <laughs> this is kind of – this is at probably year nine and so this is in between when I was like still a bit a bit frantic about going going to like unknown places and stuff and me and a few mates got invited to – uh, some after party for a form or something and I texted the, the, the host that invited me and I'm like oh like what's the situation with the accessibility and like oh it's all good it's like flat one level um, venue you're fine the venue's on the other side of the city so hour drive at night we're like alright it's all good let's go now I didn't drink till I was 18 because I followed the rules of the law um, loser but but um my other friends not quite so yeah so year nine how old are you in year nine like 15 15 yeah jesus that's me young boys okay maybe it was year, 16 my mates were definitely 16 at the yeah time. Wow. and back then all it took was two drinks and to be pissed still does so yeah <laughs> <laughs> two cruises but yeah so we drive 50 minutes an hour to the other side of the city get to this real rogue area and it's got this, this venue. We get there, it's all, the bottom floor's all open and we get there about half an hour late and I don't see anyone. Like, fuck, are we in the right spot? I'm like, yeah, this is it. We go in, these parents come up to me and they go, oh, you must be Will. I'm like, yeah, like, where the fuck's the party? My two mates are like behind me trying not to like f- fucking trip over each other because they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, there's three flights of like 20 stairs in the back corner. You got to get up. I'm like, oh, so there must be an elevator. Uh, nah. Would you like the security guys to come help you lift? I'm like, yeah, sure. Anyway, these guys come over. It's like these two like frail old blokes. I oh, know. I'm like, um, I'm going to have to get my two blind friends to lift me up. I would much rather trust them. So... My two mates were off their f- head. Inebriated. Lift me up like 65 stairs and I was shit scared. But, and these two security guys are trying to help my nuts. Fuck, I just let the, let the boys do it. Like, they know what they're doing. I think that was, I think that was the groundbreaking moment of like, if we can do that, we can probably do we anything. Can do anything. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was cool. That was funny. And you're also becoming super independent, moving out. In the next... Moving out, yeah. How long? Well, so I've... Mum and dad moved out on me a few years ago. <laughs> as harsh as that sounds. Um, no, nah, but pre-COVID, they um they moved up to Cabarita with the, the, the two younger siblings because my older sister was up on the Gold Coast doing uni. So they... I was on my own. Obviously, with living with carers. Yeah. Um, around the clock um, but I was on my own for a year and a half maybe nearly two years well actually that's a lie I'm still on my own but they moved back down to Melbourne uh, kind of when COVID got a bit a bit crazy but now the plan is they're moving back into the family home that I'm in at the moment as soon as I'm out just because I've gotten so used to being on my own and you know it's a, it's a, it's a lot it's a lot different to living with a, pe- a whole family in the yeah. house. 
100%. It's funny because, you know, as when that happened, everyone was like, oh, you're lucky, you know, you, every kid's dream on your own or at the age of 18, don't have to worry about any parents in the house and shit. At first, like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. But then, like, you know, you start to kind of realise, you know, it's actually a lot nicer having your family in the house. Mm. Yeah, it's been tough not being able to come home and just hang out with, with – it's like hanging out with friends, really. But you don't have to go, on, go out and see them. We, it, just with the whole rehab and the schedule and routine thing I was talking about, it did make that a lot easier yeah. being living independently or as independent as possible. That was a, that was a big step up going from family to no family. But it's a lot better now that they're back around the corner. Yeah. But yeah, moving out. I've been lucky enough to meet your mum, obviously, a lot of times. Your dad, mm. um, Nick, and his sister Tess. I haven't met your other two siblings. You haven't met the rascals. I haven't yet. met the rascals. But you must be pretty, pretty, you know, proud and, and love them a fair bit for a lot of the support, like both ways that you've given each other over yeah. the time. Yeah, I can no, imagine it be a pretty challenging period. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's definitely been... Um, a roller coaster for them as well, especially especially the two, uh, all the siblings, the younger ones as well, especially just because what they would have been like. I don't even know how young they were seven years ago, like like eight, eight and five or something. So it's not the easiest to bring up for two little kids when at the time where your parents should should have all their attention on you, it's not. It's on your older brother who shouldn't have any of the attention anymore so they've done they've done really well there's not many words you can say about it Mm. other than that they've killed it just as much as i have yeah and then you obviously mum and dad they've that they were the ones who had to give me the attention so without their without their drive i wouldn't i would have been in hospital for a year i would have you know probably been a lot further back than what i am now so that it was i was i was lucky that it was mum and i had got mum and dad driving it yeah and you know, some people definitely aren't as, for, as fortunate as what I was to have such a supportive friendship group and um, community and especially family because, you know, some people would just would just have to follow the the traditional path that they want to give you. So I'll, I'll, never, I'll never take that for granted because um, I've definitely seen a lot of other people in similar situations as me without the, the um, opportunity that I've had. And it definitely has paid off for me that I've had it. So that's why I feel like that's why I don't really ever want to stop. That's why I back because I, you know, I question myself a lot. And I had a lot of people question me back then. You know, people, people at the hospital, people that you'd you'd, you'd meet that you know they'd tell you, oh, you know, you, you the choices you're making are wrong. Like there's no point, or we reckon you should take this path. And I'm like, no, I feel like that would just be kind of taking all these opportunities I've been giving for granted and not doing the most with it. So, I, you know, I feel like I've taken the fairly right path with what I've been given. And as I said, yeah, it's definitely paid off. But that has definitely come from the backbone of mum and dad and the siblings and stuff and my grandparents who let me stay at the house for two years and and the community raising money friends always being there it's a yeah it's a pretty big team it is man mm. it's incredible and they wouldn't do it if you weren't such a good dude 
About time you admitted it. Yeah, I oh, know. I didn't want to, but I had to. Um, no, nah, but you, you, you're an inspiration, mate. I don't say that lightly. It's been, um, it's been incredible to get to know over the last sort of few months. And I know this is just not the beginning for for you in terms of telling your story, but just the beginning for hopefully all of our friendship here um, and what you're doing at the studio um, and whatever you want to do. You're always welcome to come in and and get things done. But yeah, we love having you around, man. We no, love it, and no, I think it's so. um, it's a really cool time for you i feel like you're starting to really take off and and work out learn a lot about yourself yeah. that you haven't probably given a lot to before and i think today's just the beginning we fumbled around and just got through your story it definitely won't be the last time that we hear from from you i know that um you know whether that's in um about anything else i know you're a mad basketball fan you think you know anything about you know, everything about the nfl you i don't know i don't know if that's true or not but you feel like you do oh, um but it's exciting. I'm excited to, for what's next, and um, I'm blessed to, to sit down and, and have a chat with you today about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad I could come on, comfortable comfortable space, and speak about it. definitely hasn't been something I've – I never really thought about – like I never put a timestamp on when I was going to speak about it. Mm. So being able to come in and feel like this is the right space to do it definitely um, definitely says something about no, you guys and you, what you guys are doing. So I, thanks for having me on. And yeah, mm, just the yeah. beginning. You'll be back, brother. We'll uh, we'll be doing a lot more. Um, but yeah, can't thank you enough, mate. It's gonna be uh, an exciting time, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's what's next. And can't thank you enough for the openness and and honesty with you with your situation, because I know it's gonna have, um, impact a lot of people, and and obviously help tell your story too a little bit. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. No, thanks for listening. Done. Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest, or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at Thanks for tuning in. Iliac's X. <laughs>